Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Darren Connell podcast. This is Straight White Whale and it is episode 35. I want to give a wee shout out to the sponsor, Mr Junk. Thank you very much mate for sponsoring the podcast in the last month. Your business is appreciated. Mr Junk is a waste removal management firm. Um, If you've got any rubbish in your garden, your loft, anything like that, Ross will come to your house and take it away for you. Perfect for elderly neighbours, or if you've not got a car, or if you've got a come down, or if you're at Transmit this weekend and you can't be fucked, then give Mr Junk a phone. All his details, all his information will come up in the screen, and aye, get in touch. Also, if you're a business out there and you would like some sponsorship and you're alright being talking utter shite about it at the start of my podcast, then get in touch and we'll help you. A wee shout out to Brothers in Arms as well, um, just because I like them, no other reason. Um, check them out, they've got a good podcast, they do live comedy shows that I'm going to try and do as well. And aye, check them out. So, let's get in about it because... This is the last podcast before Paul goes on his holiday. Paul, how long are you away for? How many days? Ten. Ten days. How am I going to live without you? How do I live? Who sang that? <laughs> without you, I don't want to know. I don't know. Celine Dion? No, wasn't he? Oh, I nearly had it there. No, Kelly Clarkson, something like that. But anyway, I don't know how you're going to survive, mate. Ten days, I am in a... What's it called when it's toxic? Like... Codependent relationship? Yeah, it's yeah. codependent. Well, not for your side. It's just dependent, then. Yeah. Dependent relationship. Yeah. You've basically <laughs> turned into my carer. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> Glad to get paid for that. <laughs> um, but no, mate... 
I'm buzzing. This is like, I'm on my holiday. Yeah. I was saying that to the missus. She was like, what have you got on the day? I was like, I've got a podcast in the studio 10 to 12. Then I've got a driving lesson quarter past 12 to quarter past two. And then that's me done. But I'm going out of the studio today. The podcast with Darren. And she was like, all right. So what time do you finish work at? I was like, well, I finish. Because this isn't work. Yeah. This is a laugh. Aye. Um, no, the usual, like half 11 at night. <laughs> See you then, though. I know. Fuck me, man. So Brutal. you enjoy this one and then perhaps you'll go to Transmit tonight? Aye man, I might go down to see Paul and the Tini. I've got a guest list, so um, I definitely need to go tomorrow and I want to see the strokes. Brilliant. But I'm I'm 50-50 with the night because I'm fucking shattered now. I never realised he was gigging there. I've not seen him in years. Who? Paul and the Tini. Oh really? Uh, I take it he's headlining. Aye. 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 His mom and dad on a chippy, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Do Paisley. Do you want to go and make a TikTok about it and do a mad food review? Like they mad fucking fat, sweaty cunts on TikTok. Mm. Do you know what we could do for a buzz? We could like get pure trackies and like a Bergos and go down and be like, Right, we're here, Paolo's Monda's <laughs> Jippy, we're going to do like a parody of it. But don't, don't tell them that we're normal. I just like go in and take a piss. Uh-huh. Some of the food reviews on that TikTok, you're just like that ah, here. If I, if somebody walked into my fucking restaurant, my phone, I'd be like, get the fuck, because some of them are not even. <laughs> let's just get to the point. They're gummy as fuck. All right, trips. How you doing? We're done in the Blue Lagoon underneath Central Station today. I'm going to try the mushy peas with the fish and chips. Uh, I tell you what, by the way, I didn't really like it. That's my mod in TikToks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mo. As I've got mushy peas dripping down my chin. <laughs> a wee, uh, what, a wee dry mushy pea in the corner of your mouth. The mushy peas were brilliant. Does that actually happen? What, the food reviews? Uh-huh. 100%, mate. I have been in a TikTok hellhole watching gommy bastards doing food reviews. Like... Mental is absolutely TikTok is in the other world. Like, I was watching what was I watching last night? Donnie Brasco, right? An amazing, obviously, an amazing film. I've seen it a couple of times. I've never seen it, mate. Highly recommended. Al Johnny Pacino, Depp. yes, right. Uh-huh. Johnny Depp, all star cast, by the way. You're like every single person in it. You're like, I know right. his face, I know his face, even the wee tiny bit guys with like one line. Uh, but as I'm sitting on the couch watching it, I'm getting distracted with TikTok and somebody put a tin of tuna in a pot noodle. So it was like this gym bro, he's like, ah, look, if you're in a in the move and you just want some protein, whack a tin of tuna in a pot noodle. And a guy underneath it was like, ah, I ate that every single day for two years in the jail. So, <laughs> in the jail? In the jail. Mate, right. So <clears throat> I worked with a guy who had, he, he ate the same thing every day. Wow. He ate a black pudding supper. Right. With a Bombay bad boy, with a tin of mackerel tipped into the Bombay bad boy. Say that again. A black pudding supper. A black pudding supper, right. A Bombay bad boy. You know what Bombay bad boy is? Yes. Like the super hot pot noodles. Aye. With a tin of mackerel. With the juice. See, like the, the whatever it is, the oil, the brine. Yeah. Everything for the tin of mackerel into the pot noodle every day for his, his lunch and then he would sit and bop while like fingering his belly button through, ah! through a through a through a polo shirt like the uniform that we wore 
and the show was like a pole shirt. But through the pole shirt, would sit and play with his belly button going, <laughs> Was he a bit mental then? Aye, mate, he was fucking mental. Found out years later that because we were doing sales, and what happened was I went to approach a customer and he pushed me and like jumped in front of me. And I was like, Touch me again, mate, I'll break your fucking horn. And the manager was like, Oh, he's not there. Like, and I was like, How do you know? <laughs> and he was like, When we hired him, it, he told us that basically his mom and dad would get him to go to sleep when he was a baby with him weed. Oh my God. So. I think he was about fucked in the head. So you're like, yeah, he's no there. Cut to three months when you see him putting macro in a <laughs> pot in the door, and you're like, yeah, you're in. <laughs> but it was the most disgusting thing. So it's such a strange combination, but it doesn't really make sense. It'd be different if it's like mac and mac and cheese on toast with sauce or something. You're like, ah, it's a bit weird, but doable. Aye, a, mac, a ton of macro and a Bombay bad boy with, a, with a black pudding supper. Every Wait, fucking day. Was he a big boy? Uh, aye. Yeah. Aye. But fucking hell, man. The smell in the staff room when this cunt was eating his lunch. But that is a total jail meal. Tuna and a fucking chicken and mushroom pot noodle. But I bet you it's good. Do you know, it didn't look that bad as what you'd think it'd be. Uh, if I was in a situation and I needed to eat, I'd probably attempt it. Uh, it's only like the dry tuna tuna I would have though see when it's like water and you can't drain it and shit mm-hmm. maybe <coughs> I would struggle with that that's quite a high calorie lunch the guy's having though a black pudding supper so a black pudding supper is probably a thousand calories say at least right? probably aye and then the the pot noodles probably about 400 uh-huh. and then the macro's good for you so I wouldn't even count that aye but it's probably like couple hundred calories aye he's probably taking in like 1800 calories for his lunch think of his arse at night when, he, when he's in his house if he's picking his belly button in front of you what's he doing when his house door shuts in private night? in private aye because i do some weird shit in private aye can you give me an example aye mate I've... <laughs> <laughs> this is one uh this is for the ladies mm-hmm. i sing to my cats Right. No, I think that's weird, but it's they've got a theme tune that I wrote. <laughs> right, that is weird. <laughs> well, I've wrote two theme tunes, one for each cat. Oh, fuck. And when they come into the room, I sing their theme tune to them as they walk. Mate, they're spoiled. Do they love you? Mm, aye, mate. Did you hear that wobble in my voice there? When aye, mate. My cats adore me. Like, I went home there for two minutes just to pop my head in and say hello to the bird. And she was like, look at him. And he was like lying on his back, pure doe-eyed, ah. just pure. Please, please stay. That's lovely though. And they come in and spoon me in bed and stuff like that as well. Like they jump up and jump under the covers and spoon me in, in bed. So I was I was cat sitting for my mate once, uh, Joe Hullet, the creator of Scott Squad, mm-hmm. my, my best pal. Basically, please don't leave me. Joe gonna give me an acting job. I'm fucked. Daddy Joe. Aye, and I was cat sitting in his flat when he was away on holiday. And uh, it was beneficial for my mental health to just look after this wee cat and chill and fucking pet a cat and watch a cat eat catnip as well. It was just mental. Also ate one of its biscuits out of boredom. Right. And it was all right. They've got like a, they smell like, they smell meaty, mm-hmm. but then when you eat it, it's like oaty. So you've tried one as well? Of course. Dog <laughs> biscuit 
uh, cat biscuits when we were wee. I've tried dog biscuits. They're like sort of oaty. Aye. They just taste like an oat, an oat cake. They're sort of bland. But yes. they smells like, I think they just put the smell of like the meat on it to attract them and then it's it's good for them. Aye. Bit there of kibble. Kibble. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it doesn't say, I mean, that guy's eating fucking a black pudding supper with a pot noodle, so like, you think he would have a cat biscuit? Aye, mate, this cunt looked like he fucking ate cat biscuits every day, man. <laughs> Didn't have a cat. <laughs> the cat man of Greenock. <laughs> no, the rat man, isn't it? Aye, <laughs> aye. Supposedly, that's a true story. Before we also get into other things, I want to um, update people on uh, the tour. It's getting sorted. I think I said that last week, but I'm just letting you know it's getting sorted. We thought there was a situation with the ticket link when people would have to get a refund and then purchase the tickets. Right. But from the email that I've seen, it's just been automatically transferred. So uh, apologies to anybody that was like confused by that. I'm confused as well, but the professionals have took over <laughs> and it's getting dealt with. I overshare with people as well, mate. I was walking through. Do you remember... The pub's not even been there for 15 years. Do you remember the goose? Aye, across the road for the cat house. Aye. <laughs> Aye mate. I was what I should have just said the cat house. I was walking past the goose the other day and a Twitter follower stopped me. And I was out getting my steps and he was like, oh, oh mate, I'm coming to the or and more. And I just totally cornered the cunt in the street. Mate, I'm just pure fucked in man, stretched out my box. <laughs> and he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see you later, my man. See you in November. And he's like, aye. Most people that would stop, like, celebrities or Twitter celebrities or whatever would normally expect them to be like, fuck off, you're like pure, like, all right, Darren, I follow you on Twitter, you're like, can I hug you? Mate, he was, he was like, ah, I, I need to go, mate. Like, I was like, I don't any worries, man. See you later, my man. Like, Why go for a coffee? <laughs> I know. And I looked mental as well because I had a full Nike trackie on. And I was out doing my steps, so I just looked fucking mental. I looked <laughs> like I was, see the type of people that walk past the cat house and the goose. Uh, I looked like that type of person. Doing at the four corners. Aye. And uh, also the stand is going well. Uh, Sunday the 24th of July, Paul's going to be there as well, filming. And uh, it's a great lineup. We've got Susie McCabe, Rachel Jackson, Raymond Mearns, I'm comparing and i might announce someone else so tickets are only eight pound make emotions there as well tickets are only eight pound it's going to be a good night so you can get a ticket for the stand and get in about it so i'm just putting that in my diary yes baby do you want me i'll get through the notes i'm going to get serious for a minute mate. if that's okay i feel like i need to use this podcast as an uh, an accountability uh Thing. okay let's hear it what's going on so on monday i started back training i started back boxing training with yes, my cousin mate. and i felt with really the ball nathaniel yes one. nathaniel collins check him out he's a good boy uh but it was such a weird it wasn't intended it just happened so i was lying because i'm stressed with the tour right and i'm not making excuses i know what i'm doing because I'm stressed by this tour, I was lying on the couch watching a film and binge eating, right? Just Pringles, everything. I wasn't even hungry. And then I've started smoking cigars, right? That was the first night. 
So I'm hanging out the window smoking cigars and Nathaniel pops up in my newsfeed on Instagram and I pop through his stories and I'm just like looking at all his old photos and stuff mm-hmm. and a photo of me from when I was training with him popped up and I swear to God, man, see this sinking, horrible feeling of just like what I looked like then to what I look like now. I mean, I don't look, I'm still a sexy bastard, but I was just like, wow, man. And it was such a sobering, haunting feeling. Mm-hmm. And it was half 11 at night and literally cigar, like a slobby fat bastard, cigar, Pringles, eating Pringles. Oh. Right? How Horrible. You, how do you do that? I couldn't do it because I was fucking struggling doing it. I was still doing it though. Uh, <laughs> like proper belly hanging out the fucking right. t-shirt. Right, okay. And I texted him. I was like, ah, mate, I cannot believe the change in me. Even my hair looked so different as well. That's when my hair was falling out. So I was like really skinny. and But I looked like I was just patchy alopecia. So right. it was just so different. And he was like, ah, shit happens. Really supportive and kind, by the way. I think we've covered this in the podcast. Like anyone that is a high level athlete or someone that's like in the army or something, they're always, they've never got a negative thing to say. They're always, don't worry, you'll get back into it. It's always the kind of people that are struggling that are like, oh, you've put weight on and stuff. But Mm -hmm. we've said that a few times. So he basically did that to me at half 11 at night at my gym at 7am tomorrow and I'll train you and I was like oh fuck and I was having these internal fucking demon and angel thing first and foremost I love boxing training and I was like well I love it so why am I scared I'm scared because I've put on hunters away and I don't want to feel shame mm-hmm. so I was like fuck it I'll just go up at half in, half five in the morning I got up at get a black coffee and I went to his boxing gym and basically I shadowed him. He's like, I've not got time to train you. Just copy me. Right. And I copied him. Obviously, I just tried my best because I was fucked. I was absolutely fucked. Like, you know that way you're trying to attempt humor. <laughs> like when he, he's training, right? And I, I can't train. So I'm trying to make him laugh and I'm trying to be funny. Uh-huh. But he's like a robotic psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got tits, mate. Look, my tits not... And he was just like staring into space. But it was a good workout and I'd done well. I did do well considering. And then I weighed myself, man. And I was like, holy fuck. So Are you willing to disclose? I'm willing to disclose. And I'm telling you why I'm willing to disclose. Because I don't want to do it. But then I realised that that's no healthy. No saying it. I feel like I'm going to beat something when I just say my weight. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not that big a deal. It's achievable to get it half and it's going to keep me accountable. And I I don't want to turn this into my diet fucking podcast, but I feel like if I tell my weight right now, that will make me pull my finger at my arse. And then every couple of weeks I'll say my weight. But I tell you this right, I tell you what, you want to take a guess and don't worry, I won't be, I won't be hurt. Fuck's sake, what hate you? Well, I thought I was six foot. I fucking weighed my, uh, I, <laughs> I took my measure. height not that long ago and I was 5'8". What the fuck happened there? So, Really? Shrunk fucking that much? 
Well, I never, I've never ever took my height. I just thought I was six <laughs> foot. Just, just eyeballed yourself, right? <laughs> I'm six foot. Until right, my mate eight. was getting married and right. the guy, the cult guy took my height and I was like, nah, no way. Well, if I get shin cancer or something. <laughs> um, right, so you're five eight. 18 stone. That's very kind. Oh, really? Very kind. Well, I, I tell you why it was so sobering. Because see, when I went to Peru, I was between 20 to 20 and a half stone. And I was fucked. I was like mentally ill as well, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I'm mentally ill right now. I've just got stress. Uh -huh. Apart from that, my life is very kind. Like I've got a good life. Friendship, this podcast is amazing. So basically, I'm not that far off of what I was in Peru. I'm 19 stone, 12 pounds. Right. Before I stepped onto the scale, I said to Nathaniel, I've got a horrible feeling that I'm 20 stone. And he's like, ah, who cares if you're 20 stone? And then when I weighed myself, he's like, ah, you're no 20 stone. I was right. like, aye, by what? A fucking glass of water? Uh, two pun. Aye, two shites. So, <laughs> a big I'll, shite. I <laughs> basically, aye. Uh, so, I'll look at my fitness pal, right? I'll tell you my fitness pal. Now, see when I thought of myself as skinny? Uh, mm -hmm. what, the picture that, I don't know if this was the picture that I seen that made me think, wow, I can't believe that. But on Thursday, the 7th of July, 2000, no, sorry. Sunday, the 16th of August, 2020, when I was training with Nathaniel, the last time I took my weight was 15 stone, 12 pounds. And now uh, I am 19 stone, 12. So... That's not even two years, is it? No. It's coming up on two years, though. It's like a month away for two years. Yeah. And I think that that's not that much weight gain. Four stone. Four stone. I think you can get, you can get that off, mate. Easy. No oh. easy. No way to play down the effort that you're going to need to put in to get rid of it, but you can do it. Yeah. It's, it's weird because... Like living with my folks and trying to get a flat, I'm like, oh, that's what happened. <clears throat> During that two years, I was just like, fuck it. But such a weird, uh, it's a weird feeling, man. It's about in the boss, mate. Aye. It's a fucking kick to the stones, isn't it? But you can only move forward, mate. So it's about what you're going to do now. There's no point fucking greeting about the last two years. Exactly. Because I took my top off the other night, right? And this is how my mind works. I was really bloated. And I was like, maybe I've got something wrong with my stomach. Like, there might be something wrong. Like, cancer or something. That's my brain. Sorry to laugh. I know. <laughs> Sorry to I laugh know. <laughs> But it's then like, I weighed no, myself. It's a Pringles. <laughs> I, I weighed myself and I was like, oh, I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thyroid issue. Aye. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, mate. So what's the plan? So, Nathaniel's busy. He's a professional, right? So he won't be able to train me all the time. So I'm going to keep it really simple. I get my fitness palette. I set the goal to 2,000 calories. And I'm not going to kill myself if it's like 2,100 or 200. But I'll try my best not to go over 2,000. Right. Three meals a day. 
that's three meals a day and a snack. So it's plenty of food. Mm-hmm. And I've been eating healthy since Monday. And that's the plan. 10,000 steps a day. Keep it simple. Because I could go out and I could do 17,000 steps a day. But I want to be... I want to maintain it. I want aye, to be want healthy. To be consistent. Aye. <clears throat> so... What aye. about the, the gym and training? Do you go on a day a wee bit of that? A couple of days a week or something like that, if you can? If I can find something that I like... Um, because if I go to a gym by myself, uh, I don't like it. Lose interest. I just go and use the treadmill, mate. Right. I don't really do weights. Um, Find a boxing gym, mate, if that's what you like. Do that. I'm going to look into it, aye, because I love pad work. I, I love... I tell you, mate, I would, I would go to kickboxing. Yeah. Because it's more rounded in the sense that like you're using your legs so you need to stretch it gets you there's different habits in that like when i went to boxing training you did abs you did push-ups you did some pad work and then that was it but see when you go to muay thai they'll be like no you need to stretch yeah at the beginning and, and the end and there's a guy down at washington street uh in the city center mike Krause, and it's a pure super friendly environment he's a pure nice guy washington street uh-huh the pentagon building Oh, I Down I, at the Clyde. Fuck, I walk. You walk by that? <coughs> I walk by here. that to get him. Um, and I, Mike Krause, uh, mixed martial arts. He does like a mix of stuff. Sorry, what's it called again? Sorry. Mike Krause. Mike Krause. Aye, he's like a... Uh, and what a lovely guy he is. But it's, get a, it's a super friendly environment. He's, uh-huh. no, he's no training fighters. Yeah. He's training people that are there to... Um, just work out. There's a couple of guys that go there that are autistic, ADHD, and it's that right environment. You know what I mean? He's no pressurizing people. And when you spar, it's at like fifty percent. Yeah. But you get a workout, man. Um, and he's he's reasonably priced, man. I would look into that. It does kickboxing on a Monday and a Thursday night. I look into that, mate. I actually, because uh, I don't want to be boring talking about fucking exercise and stuff. I think this is alright into it to talk about. Hundred percent. People fuck enjoy it. it. Fuck it. It's real life into it. Fuck but, them. I put the pads on and I put the like the mitts and the gloves on and I started hitting the bag again mm-hmm. and I could feel myself like, ah, oh, I've missed this, man. This is good. Mm-hmm. And also realising that you don't really lose what you've got. Like, I've not hit a pad in God knows how long, but it was still there. No, I mean, the only difference is, is four stone. <laughs> cardio, mate, like your heart and your lungs being able to cope with the stress, aren't it, of what you're doing? Did you get that fucking... Metal feeling, aye, and your, the pure blood in your I lungs. I was nearly like. spewing. Aye. Aye. There was two times, uh, there was two times that I was full blown fighting a spew, and once I was like proper, bleh, and Nathaniel was just like, "Be sick in the sink." There was a mad sink there, like industrial sink. He's like, "I'd been sick in there," and I was, I was me sick. Where is he doing at Morris Park? Morris Park, yes, it's called Nightmare Fitness. Um, you can get Nathaniel on Facebook or Twitter or just put in Nightmare Fitness. And if he doesn't train you, then you'll be able to get trained by an actual boxer. Like, he's got boxing mates. And uh, that's really cool. What, what is four stone? Four stone's like 50 pounds, is it? 14 pounds in a stone. Aye, something like, aye, 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 aye. So he's put on like two stone and he's like, oh, I feel fat as fuck. Can't still get a six pack. Aye, mate. 
Oh, fuck you. I'm like, mate, I'd suck, well, I'd suck a banger for anything, really. I'd, but I'd suck a banger for, like, if, for, I don't even know. Why am I sweating, man? Talking about Because you're talking about your cousin and sucking bangers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but no, is he in his off-season then? Is it like, um, he's, he won't be in camp then if he's putting on weight? Nah. And uh, I think he just enjoys himself. But even at that, it's not like, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but I don't think what he fights at is his natural weight. I think he fights at like eight stone. Aye. So that's not his natural weight. I think his natural weight's like ten stone. Ten. That's that's genuinely generally what a fighter does is they go they'll go down to yeah. keep power, like to keep their power. But at the same time, guys like that that are athletes, like there's that guy Paddy. Seen him, the other puddling guy for UFC. Paddy the Baddy. Uh huh. With a blonde tail. Aye, mate. See when he's not got a fight, he's just shoveling McDonald's and fucking Chinese in his mouth. And then it's like, because they're so rigid in mm -hmm. the camp and it's like fucking three months long where they're only eating, they're, everything's restricted, that you kind of need to like have that, didn't you? He, I can relate to him, by the way. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's funny. He's I, a good personality. See, when he puts weight on, though, I thought he was sick. Like, the way his face goes, his face gets so bloated. I was like, oh, that's a shame, man. What's happened to that guy? And then he just pulled out a slice of pizza, and I was like, oh. Did you stay with your man for two years during COVID or not, mate? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's been stung with a bee. Mm -hmm. A horrific allergic reaction. Uh -huh. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not drinking Monster. You have the caffeine? No, after caffeine, but I'm after that. I know it's bad for you. It's bad for you. See, the sad thing as well, I know it's shite. It tastes shite. I don't enjoy it. I don't know why I do it. Mm -hmm. It's just self-harming. Have you noticed your sleep? Uh, I feel like... Do you know, I feel weird, mate. I do feel like I'm going through a wee detox. I'm getting a wee bit of a sore head. Like, I feel achy. Because I've not been eating sugar or shite or crisps or anything. But I feel better as well. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm going for a nice wee detox. Aye, what a light, a light detox. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no way, my pee is watercolour and it's no fucking apple just brown. <laughs> I was going to say limeade. Aye. <laughs> pure, <laughs> fucking bars limeade, pure pissing like Gravy. But, mate, see 2,000 calories as well. See for, like, the, the size differential, you could probably start 3,000. Honestly? Oh, fuck me. I'd put it into... My fitness pal's got a section where you could go, like, I want to lose a wee bit a week, and then after two weeks, you go, right, I'll take 500 calories off, and then after another two weeks, take another fight, and then get to that sort of whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I think when people are dieting, they, they take in too little. I think that's why people don't stick to it, because it's yeah. like their body's, like, craving it so much. They're just like, fuck, man, in the cave, and then it's, like, the fucking... The, aye, the fuck it button gets aye, pressed. Mate, mate. I know, I know when the fuck it button get pressed. I was my butt broke up. We we broke up with each other, and then uh, I went and put a bid in for a house, and it fell through. And I was just like, it's either this or drinking alcohol. So I'm gonna just pay this. I basically I, and that was like you know. Two years, I was like really strict vegan. I loved intermittent fasting. I didn't really eat crisps or anything like that. And then 
soon as we broke up with each other, something in my brain snapped. But I feel like I've came out of this wee fog and I'm like, what a fucking idiot. Shit hams. Hey. hey. What about fucking... Comedy. <laughs> Hilarious. What about, <laughs> what about fucking Jimmy Can? Yes. Is he on the list? No, he's not. No. It's too, it's too much. I don't want to talk about it. No, he's 80. He passed away last night. 82 years old. Um, Which is quite... No that old, is it? It's no super old. Wait, he just Betty White? 95. Right, man. okay, that's fine. That's old. That's old as fuck. Well, for a man, I mean, what's the average fucking 75? He's managed to kick it past the, the average. He's been looking bust for a good couple of years, I know, man. Has he? Uh, but what a great actor. Have you ever seen Alien Nation? Mm, is that a parody? Nope. No? Right, then no. What am I thinking about? Oh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest might be a parody of that. Well, Ali- right, so Alien Nation's Pistic. like a serious movie. Yeah. Right, when, when did it come out? Must have been early 90s, 94, I'm willing to say. Okay. I'll Google that, actually. Okay. I'm going to say 1994. So basically, he's a police officer, and it's really similar to that South African... Uh, District 9? Yep, I think District 9 copied him a wee bit. It's about, right. like, racism. That There's an undertone of racism, how humans treat aliens. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's like, uh, I think a spaceship crash lands to Earth. James can, these aliens stay here and James can has an alien as a partner. (laughs) Okay, what's the special effects like? Do you know, it it holds up. Oh, does it? It does hold up. So is it like prosthetics and puppets rather than like like CGI? Aye. Right, okay, cool. But see in District 9, Uh the aliens love tuna. Uh-huh. They, they can't stop right. eating uh-huh. tuna. See, in Alien Nation, the aliens love milk. Mate, I thought you were going to say macro there, and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Macro and pot noodle. Uh, I was going to say, do you think the aliens for District 9 found the tuna pot noodle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way, it's 1988. Oh, fuck's sake, man. And it still holds up? I think so. I mean, I've not seen it in a couple of years, but it's got a 6.3 review on Internet Movie Database. That's kind of shite. I don't know. I think it's watchable, man. I'm six and above. Unless it's horror. Yeah. Then I'm four and above. Oh, For right. IMDb. So if, I, if somebody's like, what, well, I watch a movie? Charm, pretty much. So fucking somebody. Maybe suggested like, but do I watch a movie and I check it? If it's above a six, I'm like, stick it on. Unless it's horror and then because some amazing horror movies have got some terrible ratings on that yeah do you think if you watch district nine with your cat when they were eating the tuna your cat would be like that i <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fucking alien get the tuna out paul um but james can legend um i mean fucking sunny corleone never mind anything else but He's been in so much misery. Misery's superb. What a fucking movie that is, mate. And it's only just really the two of them. Yeah. But, wow. I tell you what, man, see Stephen King's films, a lot of them are shite. Like, the books are amazing, but getting them transferred to films are awful. There's a lot of films there that are just not that right. good. And Misery's, like, shit hot. 
for the the wealth of stuff there. Uh huh. Like it's got a lot of good stuff as well, though. Like Stand by Me's Stephen King. Aye. Shawshank Redemption. Aye, that's true. Was Aye. like a short story. But what what's he done that he's shite? Well, I don't know if it's because it's been like if it's dated, but what's the one with the dog? There's a mad dog that's infested with rabies. Um. No I'm not talking about my ex. Hey, come on, everybody. I'm nearly, I'm nearly 20, Stone. Here's uh, a break. <laughs> Stephen King. I mean, it. that was Stephen King, wasn't it? Great at its time, but dated now. Aye, man, you watched that back. I bought that in DVD. Remember there was the whole... Well, you won't remember this because you never worked in Virgin Megastore, but you couldn't get that here. That was like, remember when you had the regions for DVD, region one, region two? Uh-huh. You could get it in region one for America, but you couldn't get it here. And I remember when it came out, there was like people waiting for it to come out in DVD. And I bought it in the mad cardboard. Remember the mad pop-open cardboard cases for DVDs? Aye, aye. I remember sitting pure, me and my flatmate at the time. Yes, right, we're sitting down to watch it and we stuck it on. I was like, this is garbage, man. I remember watching it as a wee guy and being terrified. Yeah. And then watching it as an adult, being like... Really shit. Super shit, mate. And like, a couple of mistakes <clears throat> in it as well, like dubbing, people getting dubbed, and just... Oh, fucking terrible. Aye. I think it was made for TV. Fuck, he's done The Green Mile. Another classic. Hmm. Right, maybe I take that back. I mean, there's only a... Kuf... Kujo, it's called. C-U-J-O. That's shite, isn't it? Aye. Maybe it's just because it's dated. Uh, yeah. 1408, 1408, room 1408. Aye, that's 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 pretty shite. Cell as well. I've never seen that. About the cell phone. I've never seen that. Aye. I mean, overall, it's like, he's obviously fucking... Aye, a legend. Crazy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, but I misery James can like that. I think she's incredible in that. Maybe what's her name? Um, fuck's sake, man, we're just googling shit today. I know. Fuck it. We're on holiday. Fucking shut up. No, it's all right. Everybody's listening to this. Like it's Cafe Beats, you fucking prick. Aye, mate. Aye. The bold Cafe Beats, a great film. Um, I went to see Primal Scream last week. Oh, aye. I know you're going to go and see Transmit this weekend. Uh-huh. Transmit, like they're a band. I know. Fucking hell. I sound like I'm James Can, 82. 
somebody's uh, da. You got <laughs> you got to see that that transmit this weekend. Aye, aye, for fifteen years. Shut up. Aye, Primo Scream. It was good. Aye, it was weird. Gone. I can't even remember the last gig I went to because of COVID. Um, it was in Queens Park in a tent, and they were amazing. And the band, the backing singers and all that were incredible, man. But the crowd, some stoters, man, you're like, just melted. Absolutely melted wellies. Like, there was a cunt there that, I'm looking at the fucking band, I'm looking at the stage, right, facing the stage, and there's a guy looking at me, like, with his back to the stage, and he was just staring right into my soul. I looked down at him, and he looked like Shane McGowan. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just no taking in the music or nothing. And I'm like, wow, man. On another planet. All these people spending money and they probably won't even remember I it. Oh, mate. How fucking weird is that? I used uh, to, mate, I used to find this strange at Teen the Park. Did you go to Teen the Park? Been a couple of times, mate. There was people that would go and just sit in the campsite. Yes. I had some friends like that. Thursday to Monday. Sitting in the campsite getting fucked up. Yeah. When they go and see any bands. I don't get I just didn't get that at all. If you want to do that, why would you know just rent a wee party flat or something and just get melted in a party flat? I just found find it strange. Have I ever told the story about my mate in the park on this on this pod? I don't think so. Right. Do you want me to tell it? Yes. Right. Imagine if I was like that, no. No, fuck off. Right, so this guy's name's Bobo. <laughs> and it was because he was big. So we called him Bobo because of Bobo Baldy. Oh, he wasn't black. He was white. He's like total fucking Aye. Aye. Pure scheme boy, like a fat scheme boy. And you're like, Bobo. But um, Bobo was like notoriously good at drinking. Like, he's, him and his dad would sit up on like a Friday night and drink two bottles of Bucky and a crate of lager. Wow. Each. That level of like, alcohol consumption. This tea in the park, I was getting picked up at my birds in Great Western Road and then we all got to pick everybody up at Cran Hill. And Bobo turned up and he was fucking steaming. Like, eight in the morning. Like, what the fuck? He's absolutely fucking just fucked up, like, steaming drunk. But long story short, there's, like, a couple of other wee stupid things happen. But we go to Teen the Park, right? And I've got a mate, Dave, who's built, like, a fucking brick shit house. And Bobo's probably about 25 stone. <laughs> and he says, I think I could suplex you. Oh, my God. And Bobo's, like, no, and everybody's, like, no chance. Like, no chance you can do it. He's like, come here. <laughs> he picked him up, fucking got him up, held him up. His belly came down and like, <laughs> was like covering part of his face. And he was like giggling, nervous giggling. So like when he got him up into the suplex, everybody that listens to this will know what a fucking suplex is. But Aye. if you know, you can Like the it. British Bulldog uh-huh. suplex. He held him as well, like the British Bulldog and stood still with him. And Bobo was pure, <laughs> like nervous laughing. And then he like, Hooked him run, got his arm around his crotch and slammed him <laughs> into the fucking grunt <laughs> and then lifted the leg and this guy came out of nowhere and slid and like fucking gave him a free count and we were pissing ourselves laughing, right? So Bobo... Who, 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 who was the guy? Just a random, random guy? Random guy, mate. I, out of nowhere, like just came in and was pure, gave him, gave him a free count and Bobo was pure like howling but it must have hurt, mate. It... Fucking 25 stone for like six feet in the air, slammed on your back, <laughs> straight in your back. And he was pure like, ha, ah, that was funny, that was funny. And then about 30 seconds later, we were like still in hysterics. We just heard, oh no. 
and he pulled his horn <laughs> out his back pocket and 10 eckies had been crushed. They were like rolled up in a skin, oh. like his 10 pills. And they had been crushed into just ecky dust in his horn and he just licked his horn. Just took the 10 eckies at once. Then fell asleep in a, like, about 45 minutes later was spewing everywhere. Like spewing buck fast, just purple oh. vomit everywhere. Put him in his tent and just left him like he's gonna need the darkness and he just needs to go to that tent, right? F completely fucking forgot about the guy. And it like after the Foo Fighters on the Sunday night, we're all coming back buzzing. Like Foo Fighters were fucking <laughs> amazing. We're all coming back pure last night teen apart, fucking fireworks were getting off. Oh, this is amazing. They just held Bobo came his tent was pure. What the fuck has happened? Then they remember ain't about it. But we were like, what have you been doing? He's like, I've been tripping in that tent for two days. Oh my He's God. just sitting in the tent, just absolutely tripping out his fucking nut. Like, uh, mate, I can't even get my head around that. He drank two litres of Buckfast. So he turned up steaming. He was already steaming. Uh-huh. Drank two litres of Buckfast, got suplexed, <laughs> took ten eckies, <laughs> got put to his bed and woke up two days later, but <laughs> finally emerged. And didn't see one band. Like, went into the tent on the Friday night. This is when it was Saturday, Sunday. Went into the tent at, like, 10 o'clock on the Friday night and didn't come out until, like, fucking 11 o'clock on the Sunday. That's incredible, man. So the guy that was built like a brick shithouse just randomly said, I can suplex you. We, no, we were, having a, we were having a chat about wrestling and we had a, a pal, <laughs> we had a pal Parker, who was skinny. Oh. And he was like, Super, I, think, I think Big Div could suplex me and with him what he did was he just lifted him up and put him down he was just like aye I could do it and then he just and I think Bobo said something like aye you wouldn't be able to do it to me and he was like fuck up or I'll, you know I would, I would be able to do it and then everybody was like no you wouldn't no way and he's like fucking get up wigged him up fucking body slammed him mate that's uh, that's incredible What's Bobo doing these days? Is don't he still me. kicking a ball? <laughs> Aye, but I don't know. Um, we're, we're Facebook friends. Aye. That's it. Oh, shit. That's Ma it. Imagine if uh, Paul just dropped a bottle of water there. I just audibly explaining. Just in case they think I had a stroke or something. Aye. Bobo fucking forced himself <laughs> into the studio. Imagine if he was like a youth counsellor now. Like, Paul, I'm not like that anymore. No, he's definitely... Dude, call me Bobo. No, he's definitely not that. Yeah. I think his name on Facebook is still Bobo. Oh my god. And I think he still uh, does a power of drinking. So. A litre of Buckfast, that's a bottle, wasn't it? No, it was like two bottles in one of the milk jugs. Oh my god. So I think, aye, whatever, two bottles of Buckfast is a litre and a half. Aye. He drank that. Um, and then, I mate, it was so funny, man. They had purple fucking spew everywhere. Oh my but, god. But mate, I, I don't even know, man. I don't, I've took, I've took 10 Eckies, but not once. Mm. over the course of a day and it doesn't feel good man see when you're tripping you ever you ever tripped like on pills um start seeing people's eyes go black and all that and uh, they're opening their mouth and look fucking black bios coming out their mouth and that. you're like what the fuck is that um he did that fucking took 10 at once man i that's think he'd already took two that's a death wish uh, exactly mate brutal see when he went to do it the full there was like 10 15 years everybody went wait no and it was just too late. He just yeah. licked his own man. It was just gone. The dust was gone. Oh, like, fuck. <laughs> See you in two days, Bobo. Aye. <laughs> about to die. I wonder what his trip was like, man. Oh, it would have been hell on earth, mate. Aye, mate. I, I remember walking back for a party one night and I felt like I could 
uh, somebody was following me. Like, I felt like somebody was following me. And uh, that's the last time I went to Tina Park. Um, my brother came back and he was like, I can't be fucked with that. You just take my band and my ticket. And I went up and there was a mad, all these security guards for England. And they were just scumbags, man. Leather and fuck out people, man. Oh, really? At the campsite. And I tried to look. Look, my brothers gave me this band and it snapped. Is it cool if I still get in? Trying a box with me. There was a guy. There was a group of Scottish guys, right? And they were like, that what happened. And I was like, I'm not getting in with the band. And a Scottish guy done that and grabbed the band. And I wouldn't let go. And uh, they were like, I'll give you a fiver for it and all that. Being cheeky. And I did that. If you don't let go, nobody's going to fucking get in. And he let go and I did that bunch of fucking pricks. Was that the the security or other people that were there? The security were cunts right, and, and these other guys. people as well. Aye, mate. I had somebody try and corner me from a wristband at Tina Park one time. I was going out to the car park to get my bird. Who'd just come up and I they were like pure geezer wristband and I'll fuck off. Dafty. But um The last couple of years at Tina Park get really bad with Dafties. Like the last three years or something, it was just Stab Central, I think. Oh, was it? I think so. I fought with a guy at Tina Park one year, uh, Green Day were playing, and it was a mosh pit, and he was a Ned, and he didn't know what a mosh pit was. So him and his two pals were like right right down the front, like right in the crowd, and it was obviously before Green Day came on, it was nice and still, and everybody was standing about, and they were just smoking joints and pure fucking this and that, and then the fucking come on and play started going mental and they were fucking punching like they thought it was like a fight you know what i mean they were like fuck it they were like saying to cunts fucking watch like that type of thing and uh if fucking hooked a wee guy and i was like right, fuck this man i just went into the wash pit and just went straight for these three guys but i didn't i didn't like punch them or anything i just went in and like moshed them and sort of like ragdolled them about and there was one of them who was the fucking obviously had the balls and he was like fucking let's fucking go and just fucking let up the cunt in the middle of the crowd at Tina Park <laughs> unfortunately for him just like fuck him man I think that happened like twice and he was just pure gone man I mean his pals were like get the fuck out of here man because me and my mates had like long hair yeah and fuck it so you looked you looked kinda hipstery uh, no knowing that we fucking were for the scheme mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you're just like fucking mate I, see, I went to see Slayer at the Barrowlands and they were, it was like a square go. It was like a fucking fight. These cunts, like, so like Neds will look at like metalheads and think, what a state of the aim, Momo fucking, mate. Cunts are mental. Aye. Don't get in their fucking way, man. Aye, the metalheads. Aye, man. Aye, like the Gumbies. Like the old school fucking like Gumby cunts, man. They'll Aye. get motorbikes and all that, man. They'll, they won't take any shit off you. It's the same with punks and all that, I know, mate. You just don't fuck with people like that. Like, Neds are a bit more of a shite bag. Like, I feel like a punk would just take on anybody. Like, they don't care. I don't give a fuck, mate. Or those type of people, anyway. Um, But I, Primal Scream was amazing, mate. And Bobby Gillespie's the fucking man. Did, uh, does Manny still play bass for them? He, they announced them on stage we're like we've got a surprise appearance manny and the place went fucking does he no play bass for them anymore but he came on and did aye right done came on and done a couple of tunes uh is he's with the stone roses now isn't he well i don't know what's going on with them i met manny one time (coughs) and martin spencer's in sucky hall street 
Wow. Um, he was... I don't know, it might have been a primal screen guy. I don't really remember. It was a long time ago, but he, he said one thing to me. Like, I, I seen him, and obviously I, like, was, like, stunned. Because I'm like, there's Manny. And, mate, he was tiny. Oh, and he wow. was just like, I'm not going to try and do a Mancunian accent, but he was just like, all right, big man. And I was like, all right, Manny. And he went, I am I'm tiny, aren't I? Wow. <laughs> that was it. He walked away from me. Before the days of mobile phones, so we were only getting, like, a selfie. But that yeah. was that was the interaction. I seen him was stunned and he went, all right, big man, I'm tiny, aren't I? And just walked away. Amazing. I was like, aye, he was fucking tiny. <laughs> what a fucking legend, by the way. Uh, I bumped into Susie McCabe and oh, she's a proper gig fiend. So it was good. It was a good gig. Um, I've got some things here and all, like, we don't want to talk about Boris Johnson and all that. It's pish. Aye, fuck him. And the abortion stuff, it's sad. Like, let's just talk shit. Aye. Um, I've not really. I don't know what else to say, mate. Uh, have you ever heard of something called fake memories? No, but you can suss it. I've, I, I've kind of. I'm like, wait a minute. I think I know. I know some of this. Have you ever had one? I think I have, mate. Um, I've got a memory of so when. So my sister's four years older than me. She was at nursery, which means I was one. I don't think I can remember this, but basically I was in a, a buggy and a gust of wind took the buggy off the ground and a guy had to grab it during like a fucking storm wow. in Glasgow. And I've got a memory of this, but what I think has happened is I've been told this story when I've been really young. So I formed like an idea in my head about what happened, but I don't actually remember it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Is that is that what this is? Aye, right, basically. Okay. Aye. So I've got a couple. There's like one where I fell into snow. I was told that I fell off. They put me on it. I mean, why would you do this? I was a baby, and they put me on a windowsill, and my dad turned away and turned back, and I wasn't there. And they looked, and I basically fell off the windowsill into snow, and the snow had like covered me up, so they had to like go digging in the snow to find me. I, I, I like think I remember it, but I don't. There's no way I fucking remember it. Too young. That's a, f- a false memory, I think it's called. Right, okay. Because I, I first became aware of it when, I won't name the person, but they were telling me a story of a situation. And I think it might have been... Say, Ali McCoyst, right? So, a Rangers fan is in a restaurant, and Ali McCoyst is there. And the Rangers fan is having a meal with a date. Right. And he walks up to Ali McCoyst and he's like, Ali, I'm in here with this bird, mate. I know you don't know me, but is it cool if you walk up at one point and introduce yourself like you know me and <laughs> to make me look cool? And he was like, ah, oh, okay, all right then. He worries. 15 minutes later, Ali McCoyst walks up to the guy and he's like, all right, Davey, how you doing? And Davey does that. Ali, I'm trying to eat my fucking dinner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so... What a legend. I don't know if that's true though. Because when somebody told me that story, mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard it from, right? But I'm like, that's a joke I've heard on that's a Frank Sinatra joke. Right. So see the guy what's the guy's name again, man? Uh Sorry, I'm Googling stuff, guys. Just nah. listen. Hear me out. 
hear what I've got to say. Right, so Frank Sinatra had a best mate that was a comedian called Don Rickles. Right. Have you are you aware of Don Rickles? Nope. Very, very funny stand-up comedian. Died about a year ago. Right. Uh, done the voices of Mr. M- Potato Head on Toy Story. Right, so I know who he is, right? Aye, aye, aye. But aye. he was like the first kind of host comedian that would slag cunts and he would not swear. But he right. was like ruthless, man. Right. And he was funny as fuck. And he did that. He was in a restaurant and he was like, ah, Frank, can you come here and say hello? And I actually showed the guy the YouTube clip and stuff. And he was like, all right. So Ali McCoy's didn't he do that. And I was like, he might have done it. But if he's done it, he's stealing Potter. Like, who? So the guy that you showed the YouTube video, he claimed that that happened to him. Right, so basically it was my dad, right? <laughs> it was my dad. My dad was telling me a story and he says, my pal was in a restaurant. Right, and he, so... And my pal told me... Right, that, okay. So, right, so it's been like a second-hand story. Uh-huh. Mate, that's happened to me before. I had somebody call, say that I was talking shit About something. On a podcast that you No, no, it was just, just telling a story and being like, oh, my mate said, told me this story and somebody did the same thing to me. It was pure comedian. There you go. There's your story, and I was like, "Well, it's my, it's my mate's story, and you know what I mean." The light, aye, but I'm like, "You must have known that was shit." I'm like, no, not at all. Aye, because if your mate's telling you something, then you just take it as fucking gospel, aye. don't you? Remember, well, remember before Google, you couldn't they like fact check in? You just had to just believe shit that people Mental. said. I've also like a, a comedian friend used to hit me with patter about shit, random stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I started getting into podcasts, um, like the American podcasts, like your mum's house and stuff, mm-hmm. early ones, I was like, fucking heard that before. Where have I heard that? And honestly, my rain mind, my, my rain man mind, mm-hmm. I was like, that fucking cunt told me that in a fucking green room. Ah, uh, he's lifting, he's lifting part. I've had to, I think I've said this on this podcast before, mate, I've had to talk to people when they come at me like mates that come at me and like you fucking changed that story and, and i'm like aye because i want to try and make it at least funny a bit you know what i mean like yeah. i'm talking shit on a podcast mate like unless i'm talking about mental health or whatever take everything where you pinch us all you know what aye, i mean it's exactly. no it's no serious it's fucking comedy mate like be like somebody having a comedian mate and they make a joke and they go you got that fucking story ryan that wasn't you that was big and you're like aye, i know i'm Comedic effect, for fuck's sake. Aye. He's a break, but your mate lifting part straight for a podcast, that's a belter. Yeah. That's a fucking belter. I never digged him on it either. what this story was, man. What? I'm trying to fucking think. Um, but uh, on the, something fairly similar, not in the same vein. Uh, do you know Darius? Remember Darius? Yes. Is it Dinesk? Is that his uh-huh. second name? He drank water from the Thames and he nearly died, but anyway. Really, did he? Hit me with your story. Why did he drink water from the Thames? Because, you know, these charities that they make these special straws that you can drink contaminated water from. Right, for African kids and stuff, right? So he was the face of this charity Uh and he went down to the Thames or Thames and he drank it, but the straw was broke and the cunt nearly died in hospital. He, he took a sip of the Thames. Fucking idiot. So there we go. Oh, he's been eating about 
he just drank like fecal matter for Aye. like over a million people. The Black Plague. Hi, <laughs> mate. Um, he used to ask for a personal shopper when he came into Virgin Megastore because oh. he's a prick. Um, apparently, he's a nice guy. I don't think so, mate. I had to spend an afternoon, like an hour with him one time. He's bored in Virgin Megastore and he was a fucking prick. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys that worked with me was like to me, I dared you to ask him for a, an autograph. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay. Um, and I was like, in so I was like to him, like after we were done, I was like, oh, Darius, can I get an autograph for my bird? And he was pure, oh, yeah, is she a fan? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. And he went, he just looked at me and then looked down, signed a bit of paper and just handed it to me. Oh, my God. It's actually quite fun humiliating him. Yeah. Fuck him. What's he up to? He'll be minted, probably. Yeah. He'll be just... I don't know. Who knows, man? I think he was already minted. He was like a fucking theatre school kid, wasn't he? Um, but you used to get that mega store in Buchanan Street. Do you remember it? Yeah, I've been in a few times. The I used to buy, buy some stuff. I probably walked past you a few times. Aye, mate. I worked in there for years. Um, and they had the internet cafe and the Costa and stuff on the first floor. But yeah. you used to get like... um, What? The boy from Biffy Clyro. He was on the cover of Crying. And he sat in that cafe reading it. Wow. Like for like three hours. Three hours? Just sitting reading. Crying with his face in the front of it. Have you ever seen like comedy movies where it'll be like the person's face and they'll bring uh, me down and it's them? It was like that, mate. Genuinely. Do you think he was doing it to get spotted? 100%. 100%, mate. He sat there looking about to see if people were noticing him. And it was before they were famous. Like it was his first, I think it was the first cover maybe yeah. that they'd ever done. But you used to get stuff like that, like Justin Curry for Delamitri came in, and would just like hang about. Aye. Aye, like the day that Delamitri's greatest hits came out, people are going up, oh, I'm going to sign my album, and you're just like, what are you doing, man? Like, That's a weird one, isn't it? Just strange behaviour. I remember buying the box set of Laurel and Hardy in there, every single DVD. The big one? 20 what? quid. Oh, was it? That would have been on when they did the big fire sale. Yeah. So they're like single things went down to three pound in the box set. So you could get the big alien box set with the alien head, which was like hundred and twenty pound. The Sopranos was a hundred pound and they all just went down to twenty quid. I, I tell you another thing by the way. I get my I went in, I didn't I wasn't exactly a fan of them, but my pal was like, They're in here, why don't we go in and buy the album and get their album signed? Who was that? You wanna take a guess? Wait, wait, wait. No. Who? Lost Profits. Are you joking? No. So what's that worth? I oh, see when that fucking broke. Uh -huh. I actually still had it in a wee fucking shoebox in a bedroom. Oh, did and you? As soon as that broke, I was like, "Well, oh. I don't remember lost profits." Um, but I do remember uh, Coldplay did an in store, and it was when Yellow had just come out, and there was nobody there, and even times were there. And wow. everybody that worked that day had to go and put like their jacket on and pretend to be in the crowd for like the evening times photos of Coldplay. That's crazy. I know, mate. You, you think how big they are now? I know, mate. Like, Mammoth. Hundred worths. They're probably worth hundreds of millions uh, of pounds. A couple of things like um Fratelli's. Uh, Bunch of fucking ball bags, mate. Aye. Aye. Well, one of them anyway. Um, the lost profits were pricks as well, by the way. I remember every well, single one of them. Wonder. 
I know the Beast one. I'm talking about every band member was a cunt. Do you think they knew? Do you know, maybe they must have known that he was unacceptable. Maybe no to that extreme, well, but they must have known. I think they did because, see, when it broke, my girlfriend at the time was like, aye, I know. And I was like, what do you mean, you know? And she was like, pulling up internet forums where people were openly talking about it. Wow. And like Lost Profits fan pages and stuff. And I was like, they must have known then. They must. See, if fans knew, they fucking knew. Yeah. And they claimed that they didn't. I don't believe it, man. I've been in a band. I've been on tour. Yeah. You you see it all. You, you know what I mean? You're in the same room while people are having shites. Never mind anything else. Like, it's that closeness that you get just traveling about with people they fucking must have known it man aye they must have known it was a despicable outing that man aye that was like demonic shit that's evil mate he had a lassie who actually went and had a baby so that they could abuse it that's i never knew that that's fucking wild man crazy shit man what were you saying about Delam, who was the other guys you said? Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait, wait. The fucking, the Goonies baddies, Fratellis. Well, he was uh, one of them. They're no dicks, one of them, a couple of, well, I don't, I don't, um, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't want to fucking name the guy, but um, he was basically, like, they were hung over for the night before and they came into the assigning and, like, play their single. That was the in-stores, like, you would get fucking... Paolo Natini did an in-store, Katie Tunstall, Travis, like, they would come, they would play a couple of tracks, and then they would sit down and sign the latest single. Same sort of thing that you would have got with, like, The Lost Prophets, like, in-store appearances. And, um, I was quite, I was quite good at just chatting to people. So the guy that was the store manager was saying to me, see when people come to the in-stores, like, you can be, like, the, the runabout, because I didn't really treat people any differently. He's like, I quite like that. He's like, there's people, they make people feel awkward because they're pure fanboying. And he was like, you don't give a fuck about these people. Like, you can just be there, be there like, uh, I don't know, man. I'd go to Sainsbury's, but like, would these want to eat? I'd go to Sainsbury's and buy them what a rider. I would sit with them. Do you need anything? So I took in like the staff, see if it was somebody that everybody liked. And the Fratellis were huge at the time. Um, it was Chelsea Dagger, I think, was a single. And you would have the staff pile where you would go up <coughs> and you would get everybody to sign it and then the staff would get to get first dibs on everything. And the guy that I'm talking about, that I'm not naming, he was like that to the, one of the other guys, just sign my name. I can't be fucked. And I was like, mate, that's for the staff. Just fucking sign it, huh? And he was pure, aye, all right. What a funny, man. Aye, mate. <laughs> no, I feel like, first and foremost, what you doing turning up with a hangover, right? But I know I've been stressed at work and shit's happened and all that. I would never do that. Like, there's just things that you don't do. Plus, right. it takes him 10 seconds. Just to sign a name. Give me his name after the podcast. I'm going to shag his fucking ass. I'm going to fucking batter him. But um, there was one time that <laughs> they booked me. I've got so many of these wee stories, <laughs> man. Because I, like I said, I was like the mad fucking compare for them or whatever the fuck. Onto it, I don't even know. Like, what would you call? PA? No, but kind of, but it was, um, uh, concierge. See, like yeah. that type of thing. I was like the call. I would be at the front door or the back door when they come in. All right, guys, I'm Paul. And like, right, here's the, they take them up to the conference room. 
would you want to drink? Would you want to eat? I'd go and get it. I'd come back. I'd sit with them if they wanted it, and they would just. It was a skive, mate. I loved it. Yeah. Some of it was fucking brilliant. Um, some of it was horrible. Do you remember the horrors? Ah, the aye. band the horrors. Are they British? Aye, they were English. Aye, but aye. they were weird. They just sat and just said nothing against before the days of mobile phones. They weren't like looking at their phones. They were just sitting in silence. Just want to eat, guys. Wouldn't even reply to you. Right. what the fuck and then the guy that? fucking threw a glass bottle of fizzy highland spring over the balcony in virgin megastore it fucking smashed in the ground floor but the place was open mate it could have hit a fucking customer bunch of fucking dicks but um why did he do that because he's a prick like no other reason they were on stage playing and he just fucking picked up this bottle of fizzy water they had on stage and just chucked it on the balcony just a dickhead but uh, I get caught in the lift one time. I've told this a couple of times on other podcasts. I might have even told this on here. But I get caught in the lift one time after the performance. It was me, a guy that worked in Virgin Megastore, Richie, and Marty Pello, the guy that played bass, I think, and Wet Wet Wet, who wrote everything, the big guy with the long hair and the beard, the big good-looking cunt, and their manager. And, mate, I couldn't... Like, Marty Pello was snorting coke all day, and he was just being an arsehole, and I was done. It was like fucking seven o'clock. They wouldn't leave. Like they were just hanging about in this Virgin Megastore. And I had to hang about with them. And when we were in the lift, Marty Pello turned around and was pure, oh, come on, big man, cheer up. It might it might never happen. And I was like, mate, it's already happened. I've had to spend a day with you. And the full fucking lift, like his manager, his bandmates, everybody just pure burst out laughing. But Marty was not fucking happy with me, mate. Like he was giving me fucking daggers. It was like seething. Because I just fucking put him in his place. I mean, what's it? What exactly is he gonna do? <laughs> I know, bar me. Hi, fuck's sake. I don't think so. He was like fucking five foot nothing, but aye, he was a he was a prick's prick. Aye, he was that next level arsehole. Mm-hmm. But I mate, just some of the stuff that um, there was another one that was I. They did. They decided to do a still game signing. Now these were cured on the fucking block, mate. Right the way down Buchanan Street. I met Tarantino. <coughs> I think I've told you that. Aye, aye. You've said Fucking that. stinking bastard. But <laughs> um, they got, no Jack and Victor. Who was the other two? Uh, Navid. No, the other two old guys. The one that's a tight fist at. Mark. Is that his real name? Mark's his real name. Right. So... They had him, the other, they two. and Paul Riley. Uh-huh. And uh, Gavin Mitchell. Mitchell. They decided to do a signing with them, and they turned up. Aye. So, fucking Ford Kiernan and uh, Greg Hempel had to like come down and save the day. It was so it was such a shame, man. The three of them were just sitting there, nobody there, and then all of a sudden it was pure. Right, we're here, and people were like pure grabbing the DVDs and getting their DVDs wow. signed, man. They're like pure. That's so that's super shit. I've had a similar situation with people for still game. See, uh, Isa and um. It was Navid. Right, aye. Uh, I was doing the Bishop Briggs Comic Con. The guy was like... The Bishop was, Briggs Comic Con? Aye. It's only ever been there once, right? Right. And the guy was like, I love Scott Squad. Um, do you want to come and do like a signing? And I thought, mate, I don't think I'm that popular. Like, I stay in Bishop Briggs. I've always lived here my whole life. People will actually know me, mate. Like, I worked in the Safeway down the road <laughs> and all that it's like weird 
And he's like, ah, fuck it. Like, just come. And I've done that. Fuck it. It's a Saturday during the day. Something today, isn't it? Went to this Comic Con. It's in a church in Bishop Briggs. And uh, there's a joke. I made a joke about it on my Facebook, actually. I took a photo. I'm sitting there at a table by myself. It says Bobby and a bit of paper. And then Isa and Navid are right beside me. There's about 90 people at their table, mate. I sat there for about three years, right? Right. Not one fucking person came to my table. And I could not... I couldn't do anything. I mean, I've not got an ego at all, right? I just couldn't help it but laugh. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. And oh. there was a guy there that used to stay in my street, right? I won't name him, but he was a fucking weirdo. An absolute weirdo. Right. I remember when I was a wee guy... He told he told a lie. It's he said to his ma that I called him fat, and his ma came round to my dad's house and chapped the door, and she was like, "You call my son fat," and this has happened before in school, and we've had to get the police involved. And I remember saying to the mum, uh, "I'm fatter than your son," and she was like, "I know," and I was like, "So if I'm fatter than your son." why would i call your son fat uh-huh. and she was like well that's up to you to answer that and i was like no your son's a liar mm-hmm. and she was like how dare you and i was like no your son's a, a liar like i would never call You're anybody this woman <laughs> I, I was like i would never call anybody fat and that was me a, a child saying that so ever since then i think because he got found out ever since then he's always been a weirdo with me right and he was there working at the comic con oh, i don't even no. know why i'm fucking telling you this but he walked past me and I, I gave him a wink. And mm. I think he said something along that, like, he's just a weirdo. He's like one of these cunts that you'd be like, aye, that's a school shooting. Do you right, know I mean? okay, aye, pure insult. Aye. So I, I winked at him, right? And literally, as I'm sitting at this fucking desk and Isa's there, he, he did something along the lines of, Will you fucking look that fuck? <laughs> just like walking through this uh, fucking church. I was like, oh my God. So I, I'll get to the end of the story. Basically, someone that worked in the church walked up to me and said, is it cool if I take that table for the tuck? Oh, and I was mate. like, the table that I'm sitting at here? And she's like, aye, because you're no using it. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm using it. And she's like, I'm using it for what? And I'd done that. Bobby face Scott Squad and she's like oh alright I'm sorry I never realised and then I said <laughs> then I done that do you know what it's cool take the table so she took the table and right. that's how my shift ended that day I walked up to the guy the guy that was running the thing the two oh so my oh, that was disgusting I'm so sorry I bopped <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened there man am I having a stroke um, the two years were like how hysteric laughter just that how fucking Sh- mental the situation how was shite Bishop Briggs Comic Con was it was pure shite and the guy I was doing on my favour right so I right. wasn't getting paid but he felt so sorry for me he gave me money and I was like are you sure and he's like I mate take it please and I was like are you sure and he's like no please take it I was like alright <laughs> like, Isaac and Navid had so many <laughs> oh mate there was I've like so much money I'll give you a bung and see that i mean i know them now like especially mark see mark mark is a great guy paul uh-huh. paul really paul really is a good 
guy as well. I thought you were going to say Paul's a bit of a cunt, but Mark's all right. No, they're, they're all <laughs> no, good. They're sound. But at that time, I never really knew either. Right. So it was like, and I'm like touching elbows with them. So as that's happening, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was just so weird. Did, um, we've done what I know in 15 minutes. We can I, wrap up on this. That was funny as fuck. But um, see, when they did the installs at Virgin Megastore, people were calling them Jack and Victor. Yeah. They were like, Jack! There was like this woman who was like, Jack! Feel like the queue. So she's in the queue. And people are like waiting and getting their chance to go up and get their photo taken and get their DVD signed. All the way down the queue, every time there was like a break, she was pure, Victor! And like waving. Then she got to the front of the queue and she was like, right! And this woman came out of nowhere with like babies in a pram and she was like, they're called Jack and Victor! Oh my God. So, well, I, I think it gets creepy. I think you'd be probably better to just sit on a table when they come there, but it reminds me of something. It is does it get re- creepy by the is there a is there like a wrestling documentary where the guys it's kind of sad like he goes to like some sort of like wrestling convention and he's just sitting there and there's like nobody there so like beyond the mat or something like that that happens aye it's like a wee uh, sad moment aye Jake aye. Snake or something like that Jake Snake when he was into the crack and aye it is quite sad but I, I did thankfully I had fun I was like this is something I don't do um i can see the madness of the situation uh was it busy in general it was busy aye aye but who else was there well i don't even want to say i'm a celebrity that's awful but from tv it was still game scott squad and then the rest was all wrestling and there was nobody else there it was all comic books and all that shit even at one point like because all my family stay in Bishop Briggs in Springburn, so see my sister-in-law's sister, mm-hmm. she walked past me with the reins, and she was like, what are you doing sitting there? I'm like, I'm supposed to be fucking working. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a feature. Aye. <laughs> she was, I'm like, my name's in the fucking leaflet. Like, have you not even read dang? That would that kept me humble. Fucking hell. Aye, no wonder, humble, man. No wonder. Fuck that, man. That's brutal. But, Aye. I did a wee bit longer today because we're on holiday, so we've done an hour and 15 minutes. I think we'll wrap it up. Did, aye, mate. did you enjoy it? I did, mate. You going to miss me? I'm going to miss you, aye. I'm going to miss you. I actually started to feel a wee bit rough there during that podcast and I got a wee bit flustered, so maybe that's why I was I wasn't drying up, was I? No. No, I wasn't drying up. No, not Sometimes at all. I feel like I'm drying up when I don't talk about the usual shit, like films and all that and whatever. But I. Alien Nation. Alien Nation. It's going to be my Sunday night, maybe. I, I'm going to have a pot in the door with a tin of tuna in it. In fact, I might actually try that. Aye, why not? And just talk about what it. What kind of pot in the door was it? It was near Bombay Bad Boy. No. It was, I think it was chicken. What's your favourite? It had to be Bombay Bad Boy. Is it? Because I, I never again? even got the words out of my fucking <laughs> mouth there. <laughs> Slabbering. Bomb, blah, 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 blah. Bad, bad, bad boy. <laughs> Is that your favourite pot in the door? I love I'm it. a freak, mate. What are you? Beef and tomato. Mate, I've totally forgot that that was a flavour. I'm a freak. Mate, I've... When's the last time you had a pot noodle? Um, maybe about three or four months ago. Mate, I'm years. I've not had one in years. Before that, it had probably been about a decade. But I've got right into the 
the pure super spicy noodle pots and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just one day I was like, no way, man, I'm going to get a king pot noodle, beef and tomato. It does sound nice, to be honest. <coughs> but, aye, I'm a freak. Are you going to be eating pot noodles when you're away on holiday? I'm taking them away, mate. They're not old school. I've got pot noodles, beans, a toasty maker. And Are you case. being serious? No. <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> See, if you said I there, I'd have totally believed you. Who's looking after your cats? Um, A friend. Yeah. I'm no, I'm actually a wee bit sad about that. Yeah. I don't like the idea of leaving them for 10 days. Um, And, you know, I adopted them because my uncle Manny died, so I think they've got abandonment issues. Yeah. But they'll survive. They'll survive, mate. See, at the end of the day, they're cats. Aye. That's a Norm MacDonald joke. Is it really? Aye. He, I think it's his cat was dying and his vet phoned him, was like, your cat's going to pass away, you need to come in and see it. Mm-hmm. He went to the, the vet and he was like crying and really upset. And then he done that, wait a minute, it's a fucking cat. It's true. <laughs> that is true. But you can still love your cat. Absolutely. So, Paul's away for 10 days. I'm not too sure when the podcast will be back. It'll be two, two weeks. weeks. Aye, two weeks. I need a break as well, even though this is not really work. It's a good laugh and it's been great so far. Episode 35. Thank you very much, Mr. Junk, for sponsoring the podcast. This is the first time that we've ever went over an hour. Thought we would do a wee bit extra just to to pay extra, whatever. So, Paul, I hope you enjoy your holiday i hope you get well rested please don't be like i don't want to fucking watch bbc scotland one day and it's like i don't even know why i started saying that it's horrific talk about my plane crashing no like balcony falls and all that oh fuck nah don't worry about it mate aye don't die faithful on their balcony i won't (laughs) (laughs) take care everybody have a good one God bless. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 